Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hi, friends. Bill and I are so grateful to have you with us joining us for this Soul Talk. We just got out of a meeting, Bill, a conversation with several other ministry leaders and mental health professionals, psychologists, psychiatrists, professors, and all with just such a heart for the church and for ministry leaders and pastors and missionaries. And it was really um, a privilege to be in this meeting just with people who are concerned about the state of the church and our leaders. We're hearing uh, statistics like the psychiatrist mentioned about suicide and addiction being the number one and two causes of death in America. These are, are sobering things. And we we see and we all know that this impacts the church. This impacts God's people too. And as we were talking about different and unique challenges that ministry leaders are experiencing, those that are under-resourced, those are small churches, are ministering to the poor communities, uh, then there's the leaders that maybe we tend to admire that seem like they're so well-resourced with such big churches and big staffs, but they carry a, a really heavy weight of leadership, and it, it really impacts their soul and all the expectations and uh, the agendas on them. And there's unique challenges that each one of you, as you're listening, really are experiencing. Things that are our weights, our distractions, our, our heavies, our temptations, our wounds on your soul. And yet we each have been given a soul by God, a very precious eternal soul to steward. And we were talking about how there's kind of a, a crisis of calling now too for people, questioning their calling, wondering what, what really is my call and some confusion about that. And so one of the things that I was thinking about and was, again, just reaffirming to me in this meeting that we were in is our call, our call to strengthen ministry leaders. And that that includes you, even if you're a small group leader or you're ministering to your family or your community, your neighborhood, your, the school. We all have different ministries. We're all leaders in some area. That's what God's called us to do is being ambassadors of him being shepherds after his own heart. But one of the things that that we have been blessed to do is to learn so much about the soul and the, all the different aspects of the soul and how our soul encompasses our relationships, our mental health, our emotional health, our relational health, our physical health, and certainly, and most importantly, our spiritual health. But it seems like so often in, in the church, when we think about discipleship or we think about our spiritual life, we often kind of bifurcate those other aspects of our soul and our life off. And we don't integrate them in to our life of discipleship to Jesus, to our first call as his disciples, to our, our spiritual life, our spiritual health. And so we're getting sick in our souls. Yeah. And Christy, I appreciate that you're speaking about our uh, each of us have a calling. Each of us have a vocation, and your your vocation is your work that you are doing as unto the Lord. And this is most obvious for 
you if you're a pastor or a missionary uh, working in the church or the nonprofit sector. But if you're in business, if you're uh, raising your family, we all have a call from the Lord to, to go and make disciples. And so what we're talking about here is our form of discipleship. What kind of a disciple to Jesus am I? And what kind of disciples am I forming uh, with the people that I'm in interaction with? And uh, Christy, I remember really asking this question in a deeper way as a psychologist before we started Soul Shepherding and working in private practice. And while in one sense, from the very beginning, for both of us, as we were doing our studies in psychology and uh, getting our doctorate degrees, getting licensed and so forth, we were very much wanting to do it as Christians mm-hmm. and and as unto Jesus. At the same time, it was so challenging to become therapists and to do that in a way that was professional and, and excellent and ethical. Um, it was difficult to really fully integrate discipleship to Jesus in the context of the counseling process. And whatever your work is, uh, that's your challenge. And even if you're a pastor, it might seem like, well, that that's like, um, of course, that's what I do. I, I know how to do that. But actually, as pastors, uh, from our work, Christy, as pastors, and from working with pastors over many years now, sometimes it's a challenge. And, and it really gets into the little things like, when I'm doing my work, does that relate to prayer? And so like we we began this podcast with prayer. We like to begin our, our team meetings with prayers, our staff meetings, uh, our board meetings with a, a time of meditation on scripture, a time of, of quiet in, in prayer uh, when we have a, a context for that. Because uh, we want to integrate. We want to integrate our our relationship with God, our prayer life with our work life. And so that that's discipleship. And so... If, if you're not in the church, it might surprise you to know that, well, sometimes church leaders have difficulty making space for prayer in the context of the work, uh, because there's so much work to do, and we have a limited time to to meet together, and so it, it can feel like we, we got to hurry up. We got we well, to get to the agenda. I fall into that at times. There's there's meetings where I'll feel the pressure of time or somebody will start in on a subject and we'll get engaged with it and we won't have prayed yet. And it's it's hard to try to redirect when we've got energy and we're going towards important conversation goals to then go back into collecting us all intentionally in prayer. It, it's hard when... I'm weary from a day of hard work and a list where I haven't gotten even half of it accomplished that I thought I was going to get done that day to take the time for prayer because it it takes time. It slows down the process. And I can get in this mindset of thinking, well, I, I, I just need to get this done. And I had prayer this morning or it gets, it gets bifurcated. It, we, it we, we do our, our prayer life over here with our devotions mm-hmm. or in our church and worship services, we do our spiritual life, but then we have our work life or our errands and family life kind of over here separated. And in a whole life discipleship to Jesus, we're, we're integrating these. And I think let's back it up even farther. I think we have questions and confusion about what is discipleship too. What is my primary, if my first call is to be a disciple, which we believe it is. Right. Jesus... My, your first call is not to be a, a pastor or a small right. group leader or a parent. Right. Your first call is to be a disciple of Jesus. Yes. And Jesus himself lived that way. 
in his humanity, he lived as he a was disciple. The first disciple, a disciple of the father. Yes. Yeah. And then he calls us to be disciples and then he calls us to make disciples. But what do we interpret that to be? And so often I, I think Dallas Willard has such good wording about this, where he talks about many of us are really believe that making disciples means to make converts to Christianity or to a certain kind of Christianity, even as a, a certain sect, or um, he, he talks about how do we believe that discipleship, our first call is to help people kind of make the cut to get into heaven or to be able to um, get in after, you know, after they die, what, what do we really believe discipleship is? And is it, is it to eliminate forms of brutal injustice? That's another thing. Sometimes we think, well, as a disciple of Jesus, that's what I need to do. Or I need to go out and I need to bring healing to people. There's different ways we can define these. And these are all really good things and important things that Jesus cared a lot about and taught us a lot about, and maybe a part of our call, but they often can also really detract us from this whole soul discipleship. Right. If we get all about the work of, of social justice or growing my church, if we get all about that work, we can lose sight of the fact that, well, the most important work is to worship and praise God and pray and be dependent upon God right now. And then, of course, what we're talking about is integrating that into our work, into our ministry, so that the work in the ministry is an expression of prayer. So it's not just praying before we begin a meeting that that's important because it helps us to approach that meeting or that church service or that that mission work helps us to approach it in a prayerful way but that's the real goal is to do our work do our ministry independence on the spirit of jesus yeah and it's so easy to fall out of that even as you write about the easy jesus is easy yoke because that's discipleship we're we're yoked to jesus we're attached attached to him we're working with him. We're walking with him. We're learning from him. We're overflowing. And I catch myself and I can find when I'm out of that attachment, yoke, trust, relationship, dependence upon Jesus and overflowing. And I'm depending upon myself. I'm trying too hard. I'm depending upon my gifts. I, I've taken on another agenda or I've neglected the health of my whole soul. And because I'm suffering in some other areas, relational stress, maybe between you and I, or somebody else that's important to me in my my life or physically, because I haven't taken, I haven't gotten enough sleep or I haven't gotten exercise or the food that I need, or I haven't taken time to work through maybe some emotional distress or some grief. Those things all affect my discipleship. They affect my attachment to Jesus if I haven't brought that into my relationship with him, if I've bifarked it over here, um, if I've neglected it, and it affects my ministry. And even in this meeting we were just in, one of the, the leaders talked about, people can sniff that out. People sense that. People know that. Oftentimes, somebody else knows the state of our soul before we even mm-hmm. wake to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important for us that our life, our work be authentic to this relationship with Jesus, because mm-hmm. we, we want to be in the overflow. And that's one of the themes here in the, our Soul Talks podcast and all of Soul Shepherding is 
Uh, it's such an honor to be in relationship with people like you who are serving the Lord with your life. And so we want to help each other be living in that overflow of, of the, the presence and the beauty and the love and the joy and the power of Jesus so that as we are serving the Lord, that service does not drain our, our soul, drain our intimacy with God, distract us from our own discipleship to Jesus. So we want this the work to flow out of the love relationship with Jesus. Yeah. So in this meeting we were in, some of the questions I heard some of these other leaders articulating was, how have we forsaken all the dimensions of our soul, our human experience? How have we forsaken that from our discipleship? That was one question. The dimensions, meaning the the functions of a human being. So mm -hmm. uh, we talk about this uh, in many of our different writings, but really inspired by Dallas Willard. But uh, when Jesus gives us the greatest commandment, He's, he's, it's, this is whole life discipleship that we would love the Lord, our God uh, with all, all of our heart, with all of our soul, all of our mind, with all of our strength our body and, strength too. and love our neighbor as ourself. So th those are the functions of a human being and the soul is tying all this together. Right. But we tend to split off and think our mental health is different. I go to therapy for my mental health, or I go to um, the gym for my bodily strength and my physical health. And, and we don't think about that. These are all a part of our spiritual growth. These are all a part of our, our Christian walk, our, our work of discipleship, that it's integrative and we need to normalize this whole soul, whole life discipleship. Yeah. So like very practically speaking, um, I have spent, um, as of you, some years receiving therapy, particularly when we were younger, We've more been getting our personal help through spiritual directors and coaches in recent years. But uh, with that, your example there of counseling, I would pray before I met with my counselor. Mm -hmm. And that's after part of your discipleship, your work with your counselor. And during that conversation, I would look to my counselor as I'm looking to Jesus, the wonderful counselor. And today I do that with my spiritual director or my coach. I do that with you as my soul friend, with other friends that I meet with. And so by wrapping the conversation in prayer, even if it's just private secret prayer, and even if it's just a brief prayer, because I'm trying to integrate, mm -hmm. I'm wanting this relationship to not just be a human relationship, mm -hmm. but to be infused with the realities of heaven, that that's what we're wanting. Or yeah. you mentioned exercise. So uh, this is a subject I get very excited about because exercise is so important to me. Uh, but it's an area that we get, like you're saying, Christy, bifurcated. And so research says that 63% uh, of pastors spend less than the recommended three days a week exercising. And 31% don't exercise at all. And so there, there's a major area of health it's not being well attended to by many of our nation's pastors and probably uh, similar for missionaries and other Christian leaders and just the American and perhaps Western public that we're, we're not taking care of our bodies. And so we're struggling with overweight and with health diseases and, and stress overload. But it's not only physical health. It's like that's our bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit. And so this is 
part of our worship. This is part of our offering of our life to God. And so integrating these rather than bifurcating them is part of what we're talking about here. And so I like to, to pray while I exercise so that that is not just exercise, but I can meditate on a scripture. I can shoot up a prayer. I can be cognizant that this, this is um, the temple that God has given me for the Holy Spirit. I'm taking care of it. Well, and it's really important because if I imagine some of our listeners must be feeling, I don't have time for all of this. How do you, how do you have time for all of this? How do I have time to care for my my mental health and my emotional health and my physical health and my relational health and still do my job to support my family and have this devotional time. And it, it is a struggle and enemy does try to wear us down and discourage us and make us feel like we can't do it. And so we, we need the vision that it matters to God, that it's important, that it's a part of that each aspect of the soul is an important part of our discipleship. And that while we 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 train our bodies while we train in relational skills or any of these what we grow in our our study of scripture and while we learn and grow as disciples and while we work through conflicts and loving our neighbor and serving all these different things in our job that god is in it all and with us in it all so we we need to um recognize that things like even combining like you were saying our prayer and a a walk, going on a prayer walk, worshiping God with our body, um, that, that oftentimes we can do more than one of these things at a time. We can integrate it all. We're doing it all with Jesus. It all counts. It's all a part of our, our spirituality. And that's really important because one of the things we also talked about in this meeting was that a lot of the younger generation have bought more into the importance of bodily care and even emotional and mental health care. Many of the younger generation are, they're going to therapy. They're, they're getting help for their wounds. They're recognizing we've got wounds. And I don't want to be like my parents who were just believe and do, believe and do, who just were very focused on professing the right things and believing the right things, but didn't get help for their own wounds. So, so they're, they're putting value on mental health care and they know we need it. And they recognize there's a crisis in our world today and they're suffering from anxiety and depression and they're getting help for that, but they're not integrating it into their discipleship. They're keeping it over here. Or like I said, they're going to the gym, they're working out, but they're working out maybe to music that's giving them temptation or in a culture that doesn't support their discipleship to Jesus at all. Uh, they could maybe look very different when they're at the gym than they look when they're at church or in their small group. And so that's where we're talking about that, that actually we, we're the same person in, in relationship with Jesus, following Jesus as a disciple to Jesus in the, the therapy office, in the exercise setting, when we're sitting on our couch watching, streaming a movie, that it all is a part of our discipleship to Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is the, is what brings it all together for me, and that's that's the passion of my life. I was praying that even just this morning as I was out for my morning run, but um, being all and only for Jesus. And I was reciting uh, Philippians three, uh, whatever it was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing, knowing 
experientially knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And so bringing that, that attachment relationship, that easy yoke relationship, getting in the yoke with Jesus, walking and working with Jesus, that's what brings it all together. And that's what makes it not overwhelming because now I'm not just watching a movie with you to relax, but we're watching something that's that's edifying. And we talk about what we appreciated about the movie. And so it's not something that's even in our rest time, hopefully, uh, it's not separate from our spiritual formation. See, that's what we're talking about. Whole life discipleship. Salvation is not just, as, as you were saying, Christy, it's not just crossing over the line. Okay, I'm I'm in. I'll I'll be, I'll be in heaven. I mean, that's super important. But salvation means healing. It means a a recovery of life. It's a fullness, abundant life. John 10:10, 10, 10, Jesus, I have come to give you abundant life. It's not just like abundant doctrine or or abundant church growth or uh, abundant work to do. It's actually a a relationship of intimacy with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so this, this is winsome. This is appetizing. This is what our world is longing for. This is where we're, we're salty. Jesus said, you know, you people will know that you're Christians when you, when you love one another, when they see this, this whole life salvation, the, the glory of God being brought into a, a human personality, into human relationships. People are longing to experience God's love and beauty and, and truth in, in our lifestyle and in our relationships. So, so integrating all this is so important. And that comes through practice, that comes through training, that comes through developing habits that engage our heart. Yeah. And at Soul Shepherding, one of the things we've done is really wanting to offer you a continuum of care in, in all of the discipleship, all the aspects of discipleship, all every area of your soul, because we can't do it alone. We need each other in this. And so we, we provide things you can do alone, like prayer guides, things to help you with that, or things to give you a vision of this, like the easy yoke book or understandings of what maybe discipleship what area of your discipleship you need the most growth for. And Jesus is inviting you into through our journey to the soul and talking about some of the soul care practices during the different stages of your life and where you are. And, but also we need community. We need like our soul shepherding Institute retreats where we can come and we can be together and we can practice these soul care practices together. And in the rhythm of the solitude and then the, the practicing it and unpacking it and processing our experience with it in relationship and the spiritual direction groups and conversations, asking questions, having role models, seeing other people do it that we can learn from, catch it as well, have it having it modeled. We need we need several different ways. We need a spiritual director or a coach. Soul Shepherding offers spiritual directors and coaches that you can meet with regularly to be processing what's going on, to be processing things like your grief. Like the other day, Bill, we were on the way to be meeting with some family and my soul was downcast and it had been downcast all day. And I, I couldn't find any real reason it should be that I should be feeling what I was mm -hmm. feeling. And I had done the things to take care of my soul, but I was still suffering in my soul. And I've learned enough to know that, okay, I need, I need to talk. I need. And so I just confessed to you what I was feeling. We had a commute 
down to where we were meeting these, this family for a get together. And I wanted to be in a wholeness of soul. I wanted to be back in that place of thriving to be with our family. And I wasn't, and I was feeling that dread. I don't even want to go. I just want to isolate. I was fighting shame. And so I've learned, okay, I, I need you to help me to feel some of God's love because I'm not feeling it. And my normal practices aren't helping me to experience it. So I began to just talk to you about what I was feeling. I wasn't even fully aware of what I was going to say or how to articulate what I was feeling because I hadn't stopped long enough to take time to really get in tune with it. I'd prayed as I'd been going about my day. I'd read scripture. I'd exercised. I'd done things I know to do that are healthy soul care, but I needed more. And as I articulated with you and you held that safe space for me to be able to just process my feelings, what surfaced was a lot of grief with my mom that I hadn't realized I'd been neglecting because I feel like I've been doing a lot of grief work as I'm journeying with, for those of you that don't know, my mom has cancer and she's at the end of her life with that. And it's, it's been a hard year of that. And I've done a lot of grieving. And so I didn't know I had more, but as I articulated it to you and I let myself cry a little bit, I realized, oh, that's what it was. Some grief I'd been repressing. You gave me the space to be able to articulate it. And then I got free of it again. I got renewed in the Lord and I was able to enjoy that time with family again. But it's it, oftentimes in our lives, we don't have that opportunity and we have to be intentional. We need to, to reach out to a soul shepherding spiritual director right now on Zoom who will hold that space for you to be able to hear. Why is your soul downcast? What is it that's stirring in you? Give you a space just to hear yourself talk and see what comes up. And that that freed you from that internal distress and the mm-hmm. the, the dark cloud, the depressant that was on your soul, just mm-hmm. uh, by verbalizing what you were experiencing, mm-hmm. what you were wrestling with inside, receiving mm-hmm. empathy, mm-hmm. and doing that in the Lord's presence. I don't think we actually prayed at that point in time, but the there was implicit trusting of God mm-hmm. that, that we were both were doing in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so that brought you that whole life salvation in that moment Mm -hmm. and then enabled you with the blessing of God uh, alive in you Mm -hmm. to be a blessing to the family that you were going to be with. Yeah. Or another continual care we offer is our soul care groups that are part of the Soul Shepherding Network, because many of you maybe don't have a safe place to belong in community with other like-minded disciples who are wanting to grow in wholeness of soul and health and whole life discipleship. And maybe you are having trouble articulating what you're experiencing, but you could hear somebody else in the group articulate it. And you would think, oh, I'm not alone. Oh, somebody else feels that too. And that can be really helpful in a retreat or in a soul care group to be with other people and hear other people. Yeah, it's so much about relationships. That's what Christy is saying, is uh, relationships that are authentic and real and where the spirit of Jesus is just in the middle of that conversation. And so that's what we're really after in these Soul Talks podcasts. And gosh, if we haven't met you yet, we would just love to have you join us in our Soul Shepherding Institute. Come to one of our five-day retreats. Best way to do that is to get in the whole program. It's a two-year program. You can earn a certificate in spiritual direction. But, you know, you can just come as a guest to to one of the retreats, and we just would love to meet you. Uh, probably when you did that, you'd want to go to all four retreats. That's what most people do. Uh, but Because we just, you get a vision and a taste of this, and you want more. Because we wake up to the needs of our soul. 
Yeah, we just we just love to be able to do life with you and with Jesus. So thank you so much for being in this conversation. And uh, we just hope that we have elevated the conversation for you with a greater consciousness of God's presence in your life, in your heart, and in your work. And if you have questions, please contact us. Go to Soul Shepherding, click our contact us or contact at soulshepherding.org. Send us your questions. Send us your questions. What do you want us to talk about on these podcasts? What would be helpful for us to bring you on these contacts? Because we care about that and we want to speak to you. Share us, share with us what's encouraged you. We we love hearing from you. And what even a review on our book, Journey of the Soul, or uh Your Best Life in Jesus Easy Yoke, or a review on this podcast, Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier, all the ways that you can communicate your feedback. So helpful to us on our Instagram page. We're approaching a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Love to have you join us there. Uh, however, we can follow Jesus together, whatever we can do to encourage you, nourish you in your ministry your relationships, your work. Uh, we are all about that. That's our joy. That's our honor. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for each one of these, your precious, beloved children and disciples. Thank you that they are pressing in closer to you even now. Would you guide them, Lord? Speak to them, Holy Spirit. What aspect of their soul do they need to engage with you for greater health, greater wholeness and growth in your likeness? And, and lead them, Lord, to soul shepherds after your own heart to encourage them, to care for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 